This episode of A Gentleman's Cough Law Podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Shaving and Audible.com. You are listening to The Gentleman's Cough Law Podcast. Listener beware. Rise and shine, the liquor store is open. I ain't got time for moping. I best be on my way Well, I still got time to save my reputation. Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Crowder. And with me, as usual, from the Great White North is John G. Goodman. And Donovan Fowler. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Howdy. I'm okay. How are you doing, Jordan? Okay. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, uh, f- f- full uh, transparency here. Um, I'm doing this from remote this week because I am visiting some family in Texas. And uh, Donovan is still over there where we usually record at my apartment. He is house-sitting. And then, uh, you know, yep. nothing changed for John. Same old thing for just, him. I'm still banished free. to the nethers of the Americas. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can call yourself part of the Americas. Don't take liberties like that. <laughs> Emphas- I don't know what came over me. Liberties. <laughs> is, 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 everything, <laughs> is everything okay there, Donovan? Is the is is Ernie, my, my cockatiel, okay? Uh Still alive? That with you. Um, no, uh, everything is fine. It's been a pretty quiet weekend up here. Me and the cockatiel, you know, living it up in Glendale. Oh, wait. Um, uh, uh, hold on one minute. Okay. Hey, guys, I told you you're supposed to come over at six. No, put, put, the, put the kegs over there. What, did you get the bouncy castle? No, the one for adults. Well, yeah, put the, put the birds outside. What's going um, on over there, Donovan? What's happening? Like, you know, guys, just take take it easy. Hey, what's um, going on? Yeah, it just pretty like quiet some... weekend. Uh, nothing, you know. Just no. Take take the credit card. Yeah, Jordan Crowder. Yeah, that's the wait. Name what? What? what okay. Why? Yeah. How do you get my credit card? What's going uh, on? What credit card? Oh, gosh. Did I not put this on mute? I think this is the last I just, time. I it's ever been a little noisy here. There's a little bit of traffic outside. No, uh, uh, speaking of which, um, Jordan, do you have any valuables or anything that you usually lock up in a safe when you have company over or anything like that? I just, yeah, I'd rather, yeah, I'm a pretty clumsy guy. I don't want to break anything. Or Yes, there's a, there's a safe happen. in my closet. Okay. Just okay. make sure. Do you know the, can you tell me the code to that? No, I'm not telling you the code to my safe. Well, I want to make sure your valuables are safe as can be. No pun intended. All right, all right, all right. I uh, let's go to the housekeeping here. Um, I am today. I'm drinking a Texas beer. It is a uh, revolver, appropriate for today because we have uh, John Lear coming on later, who's the co-creator of Quick Draw, the 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 Western comedy, improvised comedy show. Um, It's called Revolver. It's called Revolver. It, well, mm. Revolver is the brewing company, and it's called Blood and Honey American Ale. It's actually one of my favorite Texas brews. Nice label. Yeah. It's that is a nice label. label. How about you guys? Blood, what you and, s- blood and Honey. Yeah. Interesting. Like, did Angelina Jolie brew that herself? <laughs> it's, it's, Points if you can get that reference. If you get that reference, tweet us. It's it's a, it's a wheat, uh, like a, I guess it's like a Hefeweizen, and it's got Texas honey and... Uh, blood orange peel kind of blended mm-hmm. in there with it so i'm gonna have to look out for that yeah maybe i'll bring so that bags. count as your daily serving of fruit i think so <laughs> and my grains and honey <laughs> what about you guys what do you got 
I'll let John uh, go first. Uh, I have a Stella Artois again. Again. Mm, Stella. All right. It takes me a while to get through a case. <laughs> How are you, darling? Uh, I am uh, going uh, the opposite of Stella Artois. Simpler times. Low dollar beer for a low dollar guy. <laughs> Classic. Classic. As opposed to those Canadians who always roll. Roll. Uh, High rollers up there. High man. rollers, big big spenders, and I'm high rolling socialists. <laughs> and I am a, a Volkswagen in every garage and a six pack of Stella Artois in every refrigerator, <laughs> ice box. And uh, I'm smoking my uh, my usual at least last couple of times my Stanwell uh, brushed billiard pipe. I look like a dad from the fifties, and in it I've got some Lane BCA. So um, it's a uh, it's a black. Cavendish blend, um, uh, which I enjoy. Enjoy. How how how'd you how'd you do getting that past uh, TSA? Did they uh, give you any funny any enough? Troubles? You're actually allowed to take a Zippo on the plane. That's true. That's you, true. You're you're allowed wow. to take a Zippo, yeah. but you're not. I, I I learned this on my travels because uh, I had my cigarette cigarette lighter with me, and I got through once. And then uh, they caught me the second time around, uh, and they told me that you are not allowed to take a butane torch lighter on a plane. Yeah. But Zippos are fine. I guess. It's just weird because Zippos are like windproof. I guess <laughs> are windproof, but then so are. <laughs> so if you were going down or something, I don't know. Um <laughs> You wanted to light up really fast before you hit the ground. Well, I guess this is it. Smoke them if you got them. One last pipe. Why not? One last Man, pipe. Man, I would totally be all, all for that. If I were, if I owned an airline, I would just have an, uh, a special store of cigarettes on board for people who wanted to just you know live it up before <laughs> you were they going hit, down with the, the ship just 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 whiskey and cigarettes just like well you know we know the cigarettes aren't going to kill us so <laughs> may as well make this worth it. Well, how were your guys' weeks, uh, guys? You guys, you got anything happen in your weeks? Uh, we had snow a few days ago. Snow, but it's snow, snow freaking- in May. It didn't stick. Uh, nothing, nothing major, but it was there. We saw it. <laughs> oh gosh, it was. I can't imagine getting snow in May. <laughs> you know, it's it's ninety degrees in Texas right now. I don't know what it is in in California right now, Donovan. But. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, uh, mild here, actually. Yeah. I was cold last night. Yeah, I was had, cold. It was about cuddle up. The Canadian would be curious what cold is. <laughs> it was about sixty-five <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know how to translate to you Celsius. Well, that's but, pretty uh, warm. Well, speaking of the cold, I actually stumbled upon this report this week about blockbusters still being open in Alaska. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there's a franchise. Uh, the franchise is still alive there because apparently internet is so expensive that for streaming, they actually still have. Uh, have a video store there, Blockbuster Videos. You know, I went to click on the YouTube link, but like many a thing in Canada, it was not allowed in my country. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, mm-hmm. that damn! They don't want Justin they don't Trudeau want you about Blockbuster. He doesn't want you want, to know that there's an alternative. Back in. Hey, but yeah, Jordan, 
You and I, we both worked at Blockbuster for a while. Yeah, we did. I did. I worked on the, like, they, they used to call me active seller was my was my title there. And I would never sell anything. So I don't know if you guys know about this about Blockbuster, but all the employees are supposed to sell things on the floor while you're shopping. Uh, so that's why they come up to you and bother you. Um, hmm. So, like, basically, they'd, they'd have a thing for the month, like, okay, we're selling, you know, like, two packs of M&Ms for the price of one or whatever, or make sure that you tell them about the pre-sale we're having on Harry Potter DVDs coming out at the end of the month or whatever it was. And I was always on the back of the board at the, like they had a whiteboard with all the rankings of sales and I never, I never <laughs> sold a thing. That's weird, man. I mean, you know, maybe it's because I was just a kid at the time that Blockbuster was like in its full height, but I never got solicited on the floor of blockbuster <laughs> in any way uh but uh but no there was like nobody ever approached me about m&ms or my tamales <laughs> I'm, it, I, I'm feeling a little left out here well it was fun say. it was funny because i actually had customers that would come back repeatedly and talk to me um because they liked my movie recommendations Losers. yet my boss was always on my ass about it for not selling and john actually had the same boss but he worked there for a couple months um but before i even started working there yeah and a lot of customers liked me too i think because seven out of ten times i'd forget to scan the candy (laughs) (laughs) you can't see right now but john's doing air quotes on forget the word forget um i just yeah you know it doesn't surprise me though that there's blockbusters in in alaska i feel like uh yeah i feel like they gotta you know like you said internet's pretty sparse up there and uh you know, there's there's only so much you can enjoy. And, and if any state's going to have a blockbuster, it's going to be either Alaska or Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all VHS. It's all That's VHS right. or Betamax. No oh, man. And I just remember Donovan, uh, not Donovan, John would always uh, bitch after work. He's like, I had a break. I had a lunch break, and our our damn boss made me go buy him a fish fish witch from McDonald's. Every time you got a break, he would give you money to go buy a fish witch. Uh, I I get back at him, though. You just call that a fillet of fish in the States, by the way. We call it that here, too, Jordan. I don't know where Jordan gets fish (laughs) witch from. Actually, I heard about this. Speaking of segueing into uh, fish witches, a.k.a. uh, uh, fillet of fish, Um, there was a guy in Australia, I believe, who landed a helicopter on the lawn of a McDonald's. And ran in and got a fillet of fish. <laughs> but, he, but the, but the thing is, the funnier thing is, is that he cleared it with the owner of McDonald's. Oh no! So, oh gosh! He's like, "Hey, mate, I'm gonna be landing on your front lawn again, just a couple of <laughs> seconds. Uh, be ordering." Uh, he basically just treated it like a drive-through window. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, yeah. I think that's an advertising ploy that Ray Kroc wishes he thought of. Yeah, talk about a power move, too. <laughs> but but I don't know how many people you're trying to impress at McDonald's didn't, these days. Didn't that happen in Mr. Deeds? Didn't he, like, land a helicopter to, like, go to a Wendy's or something? I feel like I he just right. stole that from a movie. I think I think Wendy's was the, like, uh, one of the product placements in Mr. Deeds, along <laughs> with, like, Hawaiian Punch. Uh, it made my, you know seventh grade mind go crazy i was like oh wouldn't it be awesome if i could just get wendy's whenever my, my favorite like, part is punch fountain in my room i love when steve <laughs> buscemi just crashes the ferrari 
crazy eyes how he's like crazy eyes. How he, he gives really good advice to adam sandler's character and he's like that's really good advice steve and then he's like I was talking about squirrel over there because <laughs> he's got like, he's got eyes there like all on the side of his and What head. happened to Adam Sandler, man? I actually watched The Cobbler the other day on uh, Netflix he's, and he's I really enjoyed Netflix it. stuff. But uh, it's always, it's really hit or miss. There was a while where he was unstoppable yeah. and now it's just kind of, oh man. The how Cobbler he... is a very strange movie. I will tell you why. One, its premise is kind of weird because he basically becomes his dad in order to take his mother out on a date. Yeah, that was a which, little bit creepy. Like that was that was bizarre. And 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 he's becoming other people and all this stuff and it doesn't yeah. quite know. I mean, it's it's almost like I wanted to get into it because it seemed like a pretty interesting set up movie but then once they started rolling I was like this this is kind of strange. And then on top of that, uh the guy who directed it is the guy who directed Spotlight the movie about uh, child molestation in the Catholic Church. Oh, great. So he went from <laughs> Adam a Sandler movie. He How went do... from Adam Sandler movie, Netflix movies, to winning a Best Picture uh, Academy Award for a pretty heavy, heavy topic. If I do oh, say gosh. So. Speaking of Roman I... Polanski, um, no, that was several episodes ago. Were you several say, episodes. Wait, I haven't what, seen what? The Cobbler, but I saw Sandy Wexler, another Netflix was that good? original. It, it was uh, bizarre. Uh, I, I liked some of it, but I, uh, at the end, I don't know if I can give it a full thumbs up. I'm always, you know what? I feel like Sandler, it's like he, audiences seem to, some audiences seem to like his stuff. I, I, I think I've outgrown it personally. I'm I'm very I'm very sophisticated and intellectual. <laughs> but um although I still rank uh uh Billy Madison as one of my favorites. But um but yeah, I don't know, man. He's I think uh, I, 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 I like Adam Sandler. He can do whatever he wants. He's got the power. So he does. he's earned it. He's got F U money, which is the kind of money you want have in Hollywood. Um, all right. Speaking of reviews, that kind of was like a little, <laughs> little set of movie reviews. We're off our game today, man. I think it, it's just being being know. in different spaces is different. I think, I think we're rocking and rolling here. Right. I think we need to move. I think we need to move to three different states, but I think it needs to be like <laughs> I think we need to have our podcast studio like on that. What 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 is it like New Mexico? Arizona and some other state all intersect at the same point. We need to put our podcast studio on the three or four corners of three states. Or Where does that and, leave me? And then we would all Skype in from that corner. You, you, you just need to emigrate, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to make it down here. Good luck. Maybe now. Good luck in a post-Trump. Saddle up some horses, <laughs> attach them to a, a covered wagon, and just start start the journey <laughs> we will welcome you well, with open arms all right we were segueing <laughs> over to review here and uh, it's time to go to another sir crowder's restroom review of the week oh dear and actually this week we've got a guest reviewer here on on yelp um the guest is your is our very own uh, john g goodman and this is a little segment we do um you can read my reviews on yelp um but now i guess john's got to start a yelp review page where you just review restrooms you have to start somewhere you do you do um i've had some my yelp uh, account flagged a couple of times because they're like this is not a review of this establishment but i was like somebody's got to review the restroom you got to know you know if you're going out to dinner um you know 
or just going to a place. Well, you know, what are my options? What if what if it, it hits me at that time? Um, I need to know if this place has a, 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 a serviceable toxic. toilet. So, uh, John, go ahead. Let's go to your restroom <sighs> review. All right. Well, if you like walking around with fecal stains from someone else and having a creepy homeless man stare at your nethers as you take a leak, the facilities at the bus station in downtown Montreal are for you. With the, its lack of soap and taps of, that dispense merely a trickle of lukewarm water, you'll think of the good old days of ancient Rome when you could lounge about and defecate in the full splendor of a dozen dirty neighbors. The decor is just outside of chic 1989, but what it lacks in auto flush, it makes up with the sousson of trash, decay, and ass rash that you'll carry with you your whole day. Oh, man. That... I think... I think you should put that on the uh, uh, national or the, the the official Montreal Board of Tourism now, wh- website. What, which restroom is this, John? Is this like what the establishment? Uh, at the main bus station in the heart of Montreal. Oh gosh! Well, you're going to the wrong hey. places to use the restroom. If I, I mean, you want to go to into a hotel, a school, into the faculty restroom, or um, you know, a, a, like an office building. You're the George Costanza of bathrooms. <laughs> I I once I once uh, was in San San Francisco, and I went to a public restroom. Uh, I think outside one of the uh, bridges or something. I was like near the you know near the 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 uh, Alcatraz, the place where you view Alcatraz. And uh, this guy walked out, and he was covered in tattoos from head to foot. And he just looked out on the skyline and said, I hate this city. It's full of animals. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he wasn't talking to me. He was just talking to himself. And I was just like, whoa. Oh, man. A glowing review of San Francisco from the guy <laughs> next to me at the urinal stall. Oh, man. All right, let's go to some, uh, let's go to some listener mail right now. Listener mail. All right, uh, now's the time of the show where we uh, read the feedback from the listener, um, and we you could interact with with us on social media. You can go to our website, gentlemanscofflaw.com, and our contact page or the links at the bottom of the page will link to all the places where. Y- which you could find us. I'm not very good right now. I've had this this uh, Texas revolver is hitting me a little bit. John, yeah, what does that little. first <laughs> iTunes review say? All right, this one's from Pappy Mac. It says, "I found a link to your podcast on this Pipe Life Pipe Forum and listened to the episode with my favorite tobacconist, John David Cole." Uh, I had to go on a binge listen uh, to the rest of your shows. Uh, you guys are pretty good, except for that Canadian guy. Why is he on the show? <sighs> I like the irreverent <laughs> humor. But you need to dial back on the Braveheart references. Seriously, I have added you guys to my list of weekly podcasts. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, it's a, well, in it's, response to that, uh, you may take our Braveheart references... But you'll never take our freedom. <laughs> um, yeah, keep in mind this is a five star review, and there's a lot of criticisms in there. It's true. It's true. It shows. I think it shows. I think this is representative of our audience is that they they're like we're, we love you, but we we we're pissed off at you. <laughs> we also hate you. All right, let's uh, let's love hate relationship. I'm gonna read this one from Twitter. Um, Jennifer Anderson says, listening to your podcast, Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> Jennifer Anderson. 
Anderson. Right, we got her on the show. Jennifer Whoa. Anderson. Jennifer Anderson oh. doesn't listen to this crap. Not that that Jennifer Anderson listens to, to crap. To be honest, I'm slightly relieved that it's not Jennifer <laughs> Anderson. Um, she says, listening to your podcast, you mentioned Alexa to make the coffee, and my echo responded. Uh, well, that's good to know. You're welcome. Well, <laughs> She's referring to last last uh, episode that Zach was on. We were talking about how there's these smart coffee makers that you can get Alexa to you just talk to it and it'll make you a coffee. So sorry, I got your Alexa confused. All right, uh, Donovan, what's that other um, Twitter say? Okay, we are looking at a tweet from Robert Schillinger. I assume I'm pronouncing that right. At oversized turtle, funny name. What songs are used in the intro and outro? That's a good question. They're great songs. That is a good question. They're great songs. They're uh, by a band called The Poorman, who graciously gave us those uh, the permission to use those songs on the podcast. And the songs are called Day Drinking, is the first one that we open every show with. And the Very outro apropos. song is called Ice on the River. And you can go to thepoorman.bandcamp.com if you want to download their their music all right i'm gonna read this next uh tweet it says uh okay this one comes from ass pamphlet Uh, (laughs) and this username is trademarked trademark tm it says tm restricted and restricted with the little r ass pamphlet it says jordan uh jordan crowder you related to boyd crowder lives in harlan (laughs) so for those of you who can't see this um this ass pamphlet uh tag handle uh has a uh, fairly salacious picture on it. This is clearly this is clearly a, a Twitter bot. It's a sex robot. <laughs> uh, let's just come out and say it. And we've all we've all experienced them on one social media platform or another. But what I found particularly entertaining here is that it didn't even try <laughs> to to try to make up a decent lie it just referenced something on imdb which is boyd crowder a character from justified <laughs> and harlan a place in kentucky it, which is the setting of justified <laughs> well it's either either this bot uh this bot is a fan of justified or it's 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 combing it's crawling the internet for IMDb references. Maybe maybe it just maybe it just uh, gets the irony of the whole thing. Maybe it gets the irony of its existence. This artificial <laughs> intelligence, and it's just like you know what? I'm gonna see if this guy gets this. I'm gonna see if he gets this reference and uh, reads it on his podcast. So I guess we're I guess we've been duped. You won Twitter boss. Skynet has tagged us. Skynet. Who knew Skynet was gonna be so sexy? All right, let's we're gonna uh let's go to a listener voicemail that we get. You can call man eight one scoff if you want to leave listener voicemail. Um I'm gonna play this right now. I don't know what podcasts really are, but uh I like this one. Thank you for making me guffaw. And I snickled a little, too. Okay. Um, thank you, uh, listener, for that voicemail. Um, I'm glad we can make you uh, guffaw and snicker. Um, yeah. That's what we're here for. People should really leave their names, I think, on these voicemails. We should definitely make that a rule so that we could thank whoever's leaving these voicemails. That is a good rule. That I is concur. a good rule. All right. Thank you so much, and listeners. I can cook and for... I can clean. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, listeners, for all the feedback and interaction you give us on Twitter. Um, you're what makes this show go around. Um, now, let's go to a quick break, and we'll be back with the legendary improv comedian, actor, uh, creator extraordinaire, John Lear. Now, this segment is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, the listeners of the Gentleman's Call Flop podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Um, now, they're a great website. And if you like listening to podcasts, you like listening to audiobooks. Um, and again, with this free trial, you can download any title you would like. Um, I would recommend... If at birth you don't succeed, written by my good friend and friend of the show, Zach Anner. Um, he's a hilarious guy, and he reads his own audiobook, which is rare. So that's a bonus. So download his book today. He's a guest of the show. You can listen to his book for free. Now, audiobooks are great. Um, they work just like, you know, listening to a podcast. If you like listening to podcasts, you like listening to audiobooks. Well, you're sitting there, you know, uh, cooking dinner. Or uh, you're, you know, at work, uh, you know, typing some emails. Or maybe you're you're stuck in L.A. traffic like I am. Or maybe you're, you know, it's the weekend and you're just uh, sitting back and uh, doing some uh, Pinterest crafts uh, that you've always wanted to do that you've had there on your board just waiting for you to to, to tackle. Uh, you might as well listen to an audiobook while doing that. And, and people don't know that you, you killed two birds with one stone. You made an amazing Pinterest craft, and you listened to the book. Now, I don't know which of our listeners are making Pinterest crafts, but um, there are some pretty manly crafts you can do on Pinterest. So go to audibletrial.com slash gentscofflaw to get your free audiobook download and your free 30-day trial today. You won't regret it. All right, I'm very excited to have this next guest. Um, I've been a follower of his for a while. Um, gosh, I, I, I saw a short film he was in many, many years ago, and I didn't realize he had played some other characters I had seen on TV. But um, basically, uh, John Lear, improviser, comedian, actor, creator... Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> thank you. That's a lot of hyphens, but thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. In the industry, true, they call you a multi-hyphenate, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, when you say short film, are you talking about Conrad and Butler? Yeah. Because I yeah. saw, okay, I saw that on the notes that you sent me. I am so, I, I, I that's so near and dear to my heart, Conrad and Butler. And Wait. it's like, it's something that I don't get uh, a lot of people who, I mean, when it happens, when somebody comes up and says, oh, my God, I love Conrad and Butler. It's such a because um, that was such a fun experience. And it's so it's such an odd uh, piece that I worked. on. It's kind of hard to find. Yeah. I think it's only on the criterion. Uh, it was directed by Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I think I saw it on YouTube, but I think the only other the only legitimate place it's on is on the criterion collection of. Of maybe kicking and screaming or Mr. Yeah. Jealousy. Yeah, it's on kicking yeah. and screaming. I tried to find it on the internet somewhere so I could link it in the show notes when when this goes up, but I could not find it online anywhere. I don't know. There's you... a, f a few fans have uploaded it on YouTube before okay. it got you know, and then it gets pulled down. I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, I I was actually glad to see it on YouTube just so that people could see it because I yeah. I love those those uh, pieces with Carlos Jacot. Yeah, they're uh, so great. I, 
I um I yeah I remember seeing it on the Kicking Streaming uh, DVD because I'm a big uh, Noah Baumbach fan. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And like, and it was very similar to a lot of the stuff I was doing in in Austin in college with my sketch troupe and, and improv troupe. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh man, we could, you know, we could do some short films. Like this is so fun, you know." Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, how did that come about? I, I know that you you uh, worked on Noah Baumbach's uh, his first couple of movies, right? Yeah, I worked on three total. Kicking and Screaming, Mr. Jealousy, and then um, one called Highball. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. He, no, Noah's name is not on it. Really? Uh, but he directed it, and he was also in it. And uh, in that film, we shot that in like a – we shot – he shot it uh, in like a week. I think yeah. it was like a week. It was something really fast in Brooklyn right after we finished uh, Mr. Jealousy. And uh, Noah, uh, we just went to Brooklyn. They rented a place and just shot the hell out of it. And a lot of it was improvised, a lot of it. Yeah. And one, But one of the highlights for me from that movie was I got to make out with Ray Don Chong, which was, you know, <laughs> there you was go. amazing. Yeah. So did, uh, now, was that, that was scripted fantastic. or did you improv that? <laughs> uh, it was scripted, but it was I I elongated it as okay. much as possible yeah. <laughs> because uh, she's gorgeous. Uh, and uh, it was. Yeah. that So that was I don't know why I brought that up. But um, yeah. Uh, so then. Oh, I know why. After we shot that, that we had so much fun doing it. Um Noah and Carlos Jacot and I hung out a lot together in Chicago yeah. when I was doing improv and those guys come from Vassar and the three of us were talking and Noah was uh, talking about, wouldn't it be cool to do like shorts that could air, you know, that could uh, screen before his movie, like in the old days when they would have shorts, but his shorts would be directed by him and unrelated to the movie. Yeah. And so we just kind of came up with these two characters, Conrad and Butler, who are very odd, but the idea was kind of, like a modern day Laurel and Hardy kind of yeah, thing, but for sure, but just a lot. So, yeah. So anyway, I love Conrad and Butler and, uh, I was so, I'm so a guy came up to me in Trader Joe's not too long ago and was like, Oh my God, Conrad and Butler. And I uh, <laughs> just makes me so happy to know that at least you and him and me are seeing them. <laughs> well, did, did that I, I wish they, I wish they still did that. I wish they still screen short films before, uh, before movies. It seems like yeah. the only, the only, the only guys that do that is our Pixar. And I guess yes, it's because right. they, you know, they kind of made it part of their brand, but that would just right. be a great, that would be a great way to kind of give, uh, give uh, short films a, a chance at, at a wider audience. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and that was the way we were, you know, we were doing it, although, of course, once we shot them, you know, uh, Noah was uh, had a pilot that Carlos and I were both doing some writing for. So the three of us were around and uh, he was doing a pilot. And so then, you know, his agents got a hold of it and, and tried to turn it into a half hour comedy, which it, it we pitched it to a few places, but it never yeah. it never went anywhere. And it shouldn't have. It, it was it was it was just what <laughs> we were just, you know, Carlos and I were you know wanting money. That's all. <laughs> and I mean, that's like the, I, I working in this town. It's such a the story of so many people is like working on a pilot for, or sometimes even years, and then like nothing coming of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> this I, this was a pilot that Noah did for ABC. It was directed by Tommy, Tommy Lamy, Tommy. 
Oh God, what was the name of that guy? He's he's big. He's he's a, a mover and a shaker. Anyway, um, and Carlos and I were just hired to kind of punch up the script. So yeah. you know, we were just on set to like you know try to make it funnier if we could. <laughs> well, it was so funny because after I'd seen that that short film, I you know like I do as a movie geek does, always look up on IMDb and try and see what other work um, people do. And then I found out that you were uh, the Geico caveman. Yes, of course I had seen like everyone's seen that. I feel like that's like the biggest one of the biggest ad campaigns of like, you know, ever. Uh, ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it. uh, Yes. I mean, that happened. uh, Ridiculous. I I, it was just a commercial audition. Uh, The two of the directors who directed the most of them, I had worked on um, a film, a short film with them. And then I did some like voiceover stuff for them. And so they called me in because they knew I could improvise, but I didn't even know anything about it. I just saw these sides that said caveman. I was like, I read over it really quickly and then just went in and improvised. And that thing, like, I mean, it was like 10 years, 25, over 25 national spots. I mean, it just was the golden goose that would not stop. And uh, they let me improvise most of the stuff that you saw like um, a lot of the taglines like, uh, uh, you know, from uh, it's my mother. Let me put her on speaker or uh, <laughs> Tina and I just got back together or any, a lot <laughs> of those taglines that got to be really kind of yeah. famous were all improvised. They just would let me riff. And uh, it was just a great, great job. I remember once they, they did a th- it got so big, you know, and um they did a thing where they were doing a web. It was a web thing called the caveman's lair or something like that, okay. uh, where it was like an interactive, you know, this is a while back. So quote yeah. unquote, interactive website where you could go to our apartment yeah. and click on certain things. And anyway, it was kind of clever. And the, it was an all day shoot and, and, and you get that makeup on, yeah. And after about it takes three hours to put it on. Oh, really? And after about eight hours, you just start to go a little crazy and then you <laughs> want to rip it off. It's like, I don't know. It's something primates do not like stuff glued to their face. <laughs> like, people, you know, and some people really freak out. Yeah. Some people like really just can't do it. Like it yeah. just cost her. It, it sounds like it's nothing, but. It's it's like this water torture kind of thing. <laughs> I think so, it's in your head. I think I think we need to uh, submit this to a scientific journal about how yeah. primates don't like things glued to their face. Yeah, it can they be don't. A big yeah. essay. Big study. Especially the hair, like they the neck hair, it's just bizarre. <laughs> so anyway, at the end of like a fourteen hour day, and I'm just all I'm thinking about is get it off, get it off, get it off. Um, they're like, Oh, John, could you shoot these little, we just want to shoot some green screen stuff of you dancing. And I was like, fuck. And then I, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. And so I shot these green screen and this was like 45 minutes just oh, wow. dancing in front of a green screen. And then they interviewed me and I just improvised. They cut those into eight national spots. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> I mean, it was just like crazy. And, 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 it, you know, paid for my house. I mean, thank you, Geico. <laughs> thank you, Geico. I endorse Geico. <laughs> well, uh, I always wonder. Uh, yeah. It, it was an amazing experience, but yeah, there are people who really freak out. Like, um, 
Oh, the Grinch, uh, the Grinch uh, who Jim stole Carrey. Christmas. Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah apparently yeah. he wigged out, could not do it. Yeah. They had to get like a seal. He had contacts you know? in too. He had like yellow contacts oh, yeah. or something that I think started yeah. to like really affect his vision and stuff. Yeah. The full man. contact thing. I didn't have to do that, but I had the teeth and I had full body hair, oh, wow. which was terrible. <laughs> and I did one spot with uh, Billie Jean King where it was a tennis, I, I was playing tennis with her. Yeah. And so they had me in these really sort of, you know, retro short, short tennis shorts. And so I had to have all this leg hair on and they, so I was laying in the chair and these three, you know, super Uber nerds are working on me, these sweet guys. And they are gluing, you know, stuff on my face, stuff on my body. And one of them's a woman, which was very rare. They were always, you know, white dudes. And <laughs> there was a woman there and she was doing my leg hair. And I'm laying there with my eyes closed, you know, on the chair. And all of a sudden she moves my junk and wraps the hair right up in there <laughs> without, a, without a word. Just did it. That's a professional. didn't say anything. And at first I'm like, Jesus Christ, I was just like sexually harassed or, you know what I mean? I was just like, fuck, tell me. And then I thought, at least give me a warning or something. And then I started to think about it and I was like, no, that's the pro way to do it. Just, just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ask Nobody for wants forgiveness it. Later. Let's just get it done. Right fast. And, and uh, yeah. She did it. That's funny. My mom worked as a as a wardrobe uh, stylist, a wardrobe person and stylist in the industry for years, and she was always having to do weird stuff. I don't know if she's ever had to do that. I would never ask if she's ever had to do that. Right. But it's just such a weird. You never know where that hair is coming from either. I mean, like I I think it's like it could be. I've heard yak hair is used (laughs) a lot in in productions like that. You know, supposedly this was stuff used from um, China. That they had these wrap stuff. So God knows, God knows how many forms of cancer I have from that. But you know what? It was worth it every single second. It's funny when I see commercials, though, like the like the Geico commercials. Um, I always wonder how does somebody pitch that? And I mean, you explained it too that a lot of those lines are improvised. But I feel like if I were trying to describe this idea I had for this commercial to someone, they would just think, well, that that's stupid. That would never work. Like, <laughs> I, I know. I, I have no clue. I'll tell you this much. Once it was a hit, though, everybody and their cousin claimed responsibility for the oh, idea. Oh, yeah. That's always what I happens. Mean, yeah, there were about 50 people saying they invented the caveman thing. Well, and it, spur- <laughs> it spurred a whole new era of commercials that were all very short-form comedy. Like, yeah. you know, like, it, I mean, the, the tagline on that was it's so easy a caveman could do it. And then I think the most recent thing is like a fact, like, uh, like, did you know that Geico could save you car insurance? And then it's like, did you know owls aren't so smart? And then it cuts right. to a bunch of owls in a tree. And yeah. it's, you know, just a really yeah. short sketch. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, legacy caveman, I, the caveman somehow grabbed something, you know, I don't know what it was like, where's the beef kind of, thing, it's the you know, primal, it's the primal, uh, desire of man that they yes. talk about in, in storytelling classes all over, uh, all over. But yet, but yet they're very, um, these guys were very metrosexual, uh, too. <laughs> That's true. So, 
Like I had a, I'll tell you a caveman story that was really great. I, on my Facebook page, you'll see a picture of me and Gary Busey. I'm in the caveman okay, stuff yeah. and, and Gary Busey, we've got our arms around each other. That came from, uh, they sent me to the Oscars, uh, dressed up. <laughs> And I didn't go into the Oscars. I went to all the big time, like a list after parties and they gave me a model to, uh, walk with me as if it was my girlfriend, (laughs) this super gorgeous model. And we go to all these places and, you know, you would go in line for the paparazzi, you know, the camera thing and, and people, the, the, the actors were going nuts. They were like, ah, oh, the caveman, I want a picture. And, and it was just insane. <laughs> it was so interesting being like the most famous person in the world that nobody knows. I mean, it was really <laughs> fascinating. And, and I remember at one point this smoking hot woman, young woman, came up to me. And was chatting with me and basically asked me to have sex with her. <laughs> Just from and, makeup. And makeup. Gave me her, it gave me her, her. And I said, you mean as it dressed as a caveman? She goes, yeah. And I go, you realize that there's a, you know, a 40 something year old man underneath here, you know, and that the, the first stops at the cuffs on my suit, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no more caveman underneath all of this. Oh, She's like, I don't care. I don't care. I want the caveman. You should have said, and, you should have said, uh, uh, yeah, yes, but I have to bring along two white dudes and, uh, <laughs> a very, very capable woman yes. to get me to get me there. God. Yeah. I mean, that, that was insane. And I remember is, her just crazy. staring back at me like, yeah, yeah, I get it, but I don't care. <laughs> I was just like, wow. I was married, didn't do anything about it. And because all I'm thinking, well, she's thinking about sleeping with me. All I'm thinking about is, can I get this fucking makeup off? (laughs) Oh, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, Hollywood, Um, huh? (laughs) Well, I feel like those those commercials, too, like how much improv you did in them, almost set a precedent for commercials uh, for, for like, like when I went in for my... commercial agent when i met him the first thing he wanted to know was if i had improv experiment uh, experience and everybody in la like if they get a commercial agent it seems like they need to have improv on their resume which is like uh, before it was just yeah. kind of like a skill you'd maybe put down there and people cared or they didn't but i don't know <laughs> right yeah and the and the weird thing about improv is is that it's not necessarily something you can learn, you know, I mean, there are certain skills that you can learn to give you a better chance. It's a very strange thing because it's like, uh, I mean, I've improvised with people who are unbelievable, who have never taken a a lesson in their life. And I've improvised with people who've gone through 37 levels of UCB who are just terrible, (laughs) uh, you know, because there's this, there's the element of, you know, like, training to give you a good probability of a good scene. Like for example, uh, a big rule in improv is never say no, don't say no. And, uh, and don't ask questions. Well, I ask questions all the time and say, no, if somebody has a bad idea, if somebody says in an improv scene, Hey, we're inside an anus, 
I'm going to say, no, we're not. No, we're not. No. You know, yeah, that's one and, thing. Uh, they always you teach know, you yes and. and. Well, yeah. No, yes I'm not going to yes and. That. <laughs> we're not going to be in an anus. I've been in an anus. I've done plenty of improv shows where there, it's always in an anus. And we're not going to be in an anus this time. Uh, you know what I mean? So uh, because I think the yes and thing is really good at teaching a level of improv that anybody can do. Yeah. You know, anybody like a lawyer, uh, you know, cause you could, by saying yes. And you're going to have the probability of a scene continuing. I get that, yeah. but, um, it's kind of this like, okay, yeah, it'll make the scene <laughs> go longer. And, but, uh, you know, but I'm going to ask questions. If I'm curious about your character, I'm going to ask him something. So yeah. don't freak out when I do for sure. You know, I- I feel like you, like the the John Lear brand, has its own kind of style of improv, which <laughs> I really appreciate because I've watched like ten items or less, a quick draw, all of quick draw, which I love, um, and it's it's like it's what, what I like about your improv style is I feel like a lot of improv could be almost too cutesy and too jokey. Like I'm going to get really clever with this joke and I kind of know about it. And it's almost like they're being sly with it, but you just come off like it's just so it just comes off so natural and conversational. It doesn't feel like you're reaching for a, for a gag. And that's, what's funny about it to me. Thank you. That's (laughs) like the best. That's the, I love that comment. I could you call me every day and tell me because that's exactly if there was one thing I would put my finger on, that's exactly what uh, my partner, Nancy Hauer, uh, yeah. who did uh, I produce and write with, and she directs all of those shows. Yeah. Um, that's what we're after is like the, the kind of witty. And these are the kind, we audition these people all the time and they come on and they talk really fast monologues that digress uh, into these strange, crazy places but there's absolutely no heart or connection to them and they're not playing the scene, you know, and we're much more interested in a relationship and what's happening between two characters, um, that then coming up with some clever concept. I mean, clever concepts are great. Don't get me wrong, but, um, much better to just connect. And that's why some of our, like Bob Clendenin, go, who we put in everything. Yeah. Who's, who is one of the most genius people I've ever worked with. Yeah. He said, I mean, he's had some improv training, but, but, but most of his training is in serious acting. Like he's, he's got his masters in, he's a serious actor. And (laughs) and the reason he's so funny is because he's so stated in those characters and he's just brilliant, but, but you know, he's just so he stays in the scene as the character and yeah. it just gives it a credibility and let, it's so much easier to be funny when people sort of believe what's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They have to believe in the character first before they'll, you know, before they're going to take the rest. And if I feel like if I start a show and it just feels like they're okay, they're trying to be really cute with all the gags right up front. Like I'm ready to shut it off, but um, yeah. Yeah, so for yeah. the listeners that haven't seen Quick Draw, I mean, that's it's on Hulu right now if you want to watch yes. it. You can watch all it's the also, seasons. It, it's also available for free on Yahoo, I just found out. Oh, really? Uh, cool. There's a cool. thing called Yahoo View, and you can watch, I think, all the, uh, both seasons, all the episodes there. And a, wow. fan, a fan was just, we have a, Quick Draw, for whatever reason, has a really strong uh, fan base, a real... Yeah. 
really people love that show and um so anyway they one of them told me that it's on yahoo now oh wow well what's so great about that is like this kind of period western with just this kind of the the modern laid-back dialogue (laughs) the juxtaposition of those two together just makes just for hilarious situations like your character is so modern in this in this situation (laughs) i don't know well yeah and just like the fact that like you know you you play a character who's like just such a you know, kind of has this millennial attitude about things, you know, <laughs> yeah. it feels like he's entitled because he went to Harvard and all this stuff. And yes. it's, just, it's, it's yeah. hilarious. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the conceit is that, you know, it's always been like this, that yeah. Harvard graduates have always been, yeah. you know, had been, it's been very uh, necessary for them to let you know that they went to Harvard, just like current Harvard yeah. graduates are. And uh, so we just, you know, I, we I loved that show was so much fun to do. Uh, you know, it was just a blast. And mm-hmm. and the mixture going back in time and I mean, who doesn't want to play a cowboy? I mean, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I got to have a gun and ride a whore. It was so much fun. And and <laughs> Wait, blazing saddles was like my, one of my favorite. You know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could it could work either way back in the old, old west back in the old west um yeah, yeah. that that uh, how, well i mean you mentioned nancy and you've worked on several series with her and uh, and yes. even on hulu when you're when you're scrolling through or netflix it says an improvised series now if you watch the show yeah. i mean it feels like you're watching a narrative it's obviously structured so uh, in some yeah. sort of way so what what's your process of of you know working on a show like that well um you know i've heard curb is like this although i think curb uh, your enth- curb your enthusiasm like yeah. sets it a little bit from what I've heard. I've never worked on the show, but apparently, yeah. you know, some of the main people can improvise really free form. Uh, but some of the other characters, they lock them down a little bit, I guess. I- I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and I know uh, Reno 911 was pretty free form, but not very strong narratives. You know, they would yeah. kind of throw it together, you know, put it together at mm-hmm. the end. I mean, I'm a huge fan of both yeah. of those shows. Great um, shows. I- and, uh, but I think what what we we really wanted a strong narrative, and we really wanted full on improv, you know. Yeah. And so what we do is write really detailed scripts. You'd be shocked at how detailed okay. they are. <laughs> um, but the actors never see the scripts. Oh wow! So the the actor show it's mainly for the crew and everybody else. So the actor shows up, they get into makeup, they get into costume, they come on the set. They already know a bit about what the character is because in the auditions they've been auditioning as the character, but they've been auditioning scenes that will ne- that are either before or after okay. the scenes that they'll be doing in the episode. Um, and so they they show up. Nancy kind of j- lays out just the pure bare minimum. Now I know where the show needs to go. Nancy knows where the show needs to go, and so we kind of together kind of coax it along. But the idea is. Hey, if we're going to improv, let's improv. Or if the, you know, if we're going to get improvisers, let's let's really go for that style, that kind yeah. of hilarious comedy that you can't get if you try to write it yeah. in a room. Yeah, and uh, so then we shoot a ton. Each take is probably around fifteen minutes. You know, you get <laughs> okay. four four or five takes. Oh wow! Uh, and then we go back and and cut it. And we shoot. We roll three cameras, oh, so we nice. get coverage on every scene. Um, and then we go back and Nancy and I, you know, sit in a room and, you know, work. 
Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of the writing really happens. A lot of the editing. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've worked on some shows like with my back in, in, in college, I worked on a series and um, (laughs) yeah, I remember like in being in film school and, and like explaining like, Oh, this is how we're going to do this. Like, and it's very similar to what you described where we had an outline and we knew what the objective was for every scene, but our shooting ratio was like maybe 20 to one or whatever in terms of what you (laughs) get left with in the end. Over the years we've learned tricks. We've learned to write scenes, to create narratives, uh, like a, a stupid example, though, is like, um, you know, we know that we never want to have a character, never want to have an entrance and an exit in the same scene. OK, uh, because it's a <laughs> nightmare and we always get screwed. <laughs> so there are certain <laughs> things like that that we know. No, we are not doing that again. And yeah. it's just trial by error stuff. Yeah. And, you know. We've just gotten used to it. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I, I also hear like, you know, that's it has worked its way into the mainstream with people who know how to do it. And it takes takes a really good actor director relationship for that to work. Yeah. I heard John Favreau speak about it once with the uh, with the first Iron Man film, actually. And he was just saying, like, he figured out sort of how to, you know, work improv into these movies, yeah. you know, working, working with people like Vince Vaughn and everything. Yeah. And he, he knew, he knew to rely on talented people and yeah. he knew that there's, there's a certain amount of time in a certain amount of like, you know, leash you can give them to, to kind of get it, the lightning in the bottle. And then you just right. know when to stop, you know? And, and, and Iron Man was a movie that didn't have a script basically when it started yeah. out. Yeah. So a lot of it was like, like you said, like, like you guys work, it's very much, you know, Kind and of you can tell you that want, that movie you know? is so fresh. Iron Man, no. the first one was oh, yeah. so fresh. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and well, it had the greatest actor of our generation in it, yeah. too, which helps. Yeah. But it's it just like amazing. And yeah, Favreau was in Second City when I with Carlos Jacot, actually, oh, nice. who was uh, Conrad. And yeah. uh, he's also on Quick Draw, uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Carlos was in Quick Draw. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Oh yeah. And I had plans for him for season three, but it just didn't happen. But, uh, Favreau, um, cast me in a, uh, a Fox pilot he was doing where I got to improvise a ton. He was so great to work with. And I I got to be machine gun too. And this was a while back where they still use squibs. So I I got to do the classic, shake your body (laughs) but yeah he Favreau definitely uh is in that world and yeah Yeah. you're right it is getting more mainstream I mean Nancy and I are pitching to networks now you know broadcast networks we never would have gotten to do that you know uh but now yeah they're like oh okay yeah yeah we know how you work and mainly they just (laughs) you know look at our stuff and like okay obviously they've figured it out in some way yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of superheroes, I see your first credit. Uh, it seems to be Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was. I played a yoga. I, I played a yoga instructor. That wasn't my first role, but that was a very early one. Uh, I played a yoga instructor, and I was supposed to turn off. Let's see. Was I supposed to turn? I think I turned. Oh yeah, Superman and Lois come in. They turn off my boom box. This is how long ago it was. They turn off my boom box and interrupt my yoga class. And we have a quick scene. Then they, they leave and I'm supposed, and, and, uh, the director, the director did not direct me to turn on the boom box after they left. 
Yeah. And uh, Superman leans over after the rehearsal and says, hey, when we exit, you turn the, the boom box back on. And I'm looking at him like, well, uh, should I ask? That? And I'm looking around for the director and he goes and, and Superman goes, no, just do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm doing that. I'm doing it. That's hilarious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the boombox back on, Superman. Um, w- one of uh, <laughs> one of the episodes of, of Quick Draw. I want to say it's like maybe the first of the second season. And I think that's like that's always one that I that I I show to people at first because I yeah. feel like it's such a strong one um, to, for people to be introduced to it. Um, but at the end of the episode. You're talking about um, how you're you're atheist, an atheist Jew, basically. Yes. In, in the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, what is that? Uh, is that the one where I'm getting shot all the time, or somebody's trying yeah. to kill me? Yeah, and there's and, so many and, joys that were Jehovah's Witnesses. Think, yeah. That is that is one of my favorite episodes too because yeah. it has a Gatling gun in it, yeah. which we work so Gatling guns are super expensive. Yeah, to rent, and we didn't have the money to rent them. Yeah. and we our props people finally built one, and we used it in that, and it was that was awesome. Yeah, and we had, and I also I delivered a baby pig in that episode. I think. <laughs> And it's so funny because a lot of the comedic scenes start with something super small and that um, for Nancy and I. And for that scene, we we had shot we had just shot this um, sci fi pilot that didn't go. And uh, but the, we use this slime in it. And I was like, okay. this is incredible. This is so gross. And I was like, we've got to use this. And that led to you know, deliver, delivering a baby pig. So it covered yeah. in slime. And I was eating <laughs> and, dinner when I was watching that too one night and I was like, Oh, I got to pass yeah, it, this for It's while. disgusting. And we do a lot of talk about placentas <laughs> and yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, I love that episode. Yeah. But I, I remember, uh, I don't know if I read it on your, uh, maybe it was on your site or on, a, on, on IMDb. It said that you, when you got married, you converted to Judaism. Um, I so did. T- I want to hear about that. Cause isn't that, isn't oh, that hard well, to do? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now I didn't plan on, con- I didn't convert in order to marry her. That's okay. the common misconception. Okay. I, I, I had gotten sober right around that time and I had uh, just prior to that. And I was kind of toying around with spirituality. I took the uh, intro to Judaism classes, which are the same classes you take to convert. I took them just because I knew I was going to marry my wife. I knew she was Jewish. You know, her family wasn't like hardcore Jews, like they didn't have sex through a sheet or anything, (laughs) but they were, you know, they celebrated stuff. And as a goy boyfriend, you know, I wanted to know stuff, you know, like I didn't want to be the guy who's like, Shabbat Shalom, you know, where are the pork rinds, want some shrimp, you know, or whatever. Um, So I wanted to learn about it, but then as I started to learn about it, I don't know. I just really liked it. I got into uh, Buddhism a little bit when there's a lot of Judaism, Buddhism crossover, oddly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then Whoa. it just got I finished it all up and it was like, oh, as long as I get uh, go through this recircumcision, <laughs> I, I had to have a, a, a circumcision. Oh, my and God. if I did 
And if I did that, then I was full on Jew. And I was like, at first I was like, no way. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I've come this far. Why not get it? I was sort of thinking like, would I ever want an Israel passport? You know, whatever, any of that stuff. (laughs) So I check for that when they, when you apply, do they ask you? They do. They do because they won't make you, uh, they won't give you the certificate that you're officially Jewish unless you do these things, these ancient. So, so I, I find myself in the valley in, with a moil in his house with oh, my gosh. pants around my ankles and my junk laying on his bathroom counter. <laughs> and he says a prayer and oh. takes a needle because I was already circumcised, but yeah. you have to be ritually circumcised. In okay. other words, he has to say a prayer and he has to prick you and get a drop of blood. It's like this. I mean, it's just barbaric, <laughs> but I don't get the piece of paper unless I do it. And so he says the prayer, he pricks me with the needle, no blood comes out. Oh, no. So he has to do it again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, and then, he, and, and so he gets a drop of blood, and people always ask, did it hurt? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you try sticking a needle in your penis. Oh, my gosh. And then he tied a, he took, then he did the weirdest thing. He took a piece of gauze, and he wrapped it around my penis and tied it into, like, a bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a finger puppet. Yes. So I got home and my wife was like, let's see it. Let's see it. And I show her and she sees it and she like opens my, you know, my bandage. Like she's opening a present. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I did that. All That's insane. <laughs> But now I'm full on Jew, so I can make Holocaust jokes now. You know what I mean? It's all good. It's I think a Seinfeld it. episode about that. Yeah. One small prick, and now I get to do whatever I want. That's hilarious. Um, maybe I heard of that. Maybe you referenced that too in one of your your comedic lectures, which I listened to on yes. on the, the on iTunes uh, recently. And those things are really hilarious. Like re- you do actual research. <laughs> I do. Like whenever I I you know whenever somebody piques my interest, I want to know what their work's all about. Now. Oh my god! I'm so glad you checked that out. Yeah, that is those on my. Uh, I did these series of six comedic lectures that were like each ninety minutes. Um, or so, and I did them in LA and then uh, off Broadway in New York. It was so much fun. Yeah, those those uh, are great. And I feel like um, this day and age with like the TED Talks and everything. That yeah, so popular. I should maybe I should bring them out again. Yeah, you should bring a them fr- back. A See if you can do them. Mine wants me to do them. Yeah, yeah, I should. They were so <laughs> much fun, and it was great because I would do a different one every Monday night. Oh wow! And it became like a because it was the conceit was like an old school college lecture. Like I wore yeah. a suit and I had a blackboard and it was fun. <laughs> um, and it started to become like a date night. Like I'd see the same guys but with different girls each Monday, or the same <laughs> girl with different guys. You know? Yeah. It was really cool. It was well, really fun. No, yeah, I should you, do that again. Did you? Are those improvised too, or did you have to come up with ninety minutes yeah. of material every week? <laughs> well, I had, no, I had outlines. I knew what I wanted to talk about, but there was no, you know, word for word kind of thing. And I would go, I would stray off it a lot. Yeah, okay. and yeah. I would take questions at the end. And yeah, no, it was pretty. <laughs> it was as loose as you can get without, you know, take just 
wasting people's time. <laughs> what are you guys working on now? I mean, I see you guys uh, posting updates on social media, and it seems like it's kind of veiled. Can you talk about what you're working on? Or yeah, well, we're pitching. The weird thing about talking about pitching is because they they are, are we did, we used to do it a lot. We used to say exactly yeah. what we were doing, and uh, we got a lot of blowback from our uh, lawyers <laughs> and oh, <no>. from executives. <laughs> so we we're trying Kill to be Joyce. careful about it, but at the same time, I'm like. Shit, man! How it's not like we're curing cancer, but uh, <laughs> but we're for the first time we're pitching four projects at once. Okay. We've never done that before. We've always had just one or two, and yeah. two of them are with other companies that have um, hired us to kind of develop a show around for them. Okay. And then uh, one of them is an animated show that we created. And uh, the other one is a, a show that's all ours, like our, you know, quick draw or 10 items yeah. uh, that uh, that we're we're developing. So I, I'm not supposed to talk about them. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, that, that's that's enough to keep to slake the fans thirst, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be I mean, a bit after this. Yeah, and maybe like once we, if we get a sale, maybe we can talk more about it. And anyway, we're trying to figure that out because we do talk to our fans all the time and try to tell them because we try to give them the experience of what it's like to be, you know, a Hollywood, you know, uh, idea yeah. person, a creative <laughs> person in Hollywood, yeah. which as you you guys know is you know pretty miserable. And <laughs> uh, I'm in Canada. Okay. <laughs> well, he, speaking of miserable, he he, he knows yeah. he had snow in May. Yeah, we just you know. and it didn't even stick around long enough to to see how miserable it was. Uh, where in Canada? Uh, Montreal. Oh, I love Montreal. That's it's a beautiful great city. town. Everybody's gorgeous in Montreal. It's like a magazine layout. It smells like a little, a, but it, it looks nice. <laughs> it's, I was at the uh, the comedy festival there. Yeah. I had a oh, blast, yeah. man. Relaxed. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's a great so much festival. Fun. Anybody Every who's year. listening who wants to go on a summer vacation, go to the comedy <laughs> festival. You can do yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Well, John, where, where can people find you if they want to you know, follow you and, 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 and find out what you're up to? Well, there's, um, you know, on Facebook at John Lear, there's a John Lear fan page and then my own private page. But I, you know, they're kind of together. Either one, you can uh, find find me there or uh, Twitter at John Lear uh, or at the uh, Howler TV website, www.http backslash backslash colon <laughs> www. Uh, howler.tv H-O-W-L-E-R.tv Wait, can How, you start howler. Can you start over? I, I, I catch the first uh, part H- of that H- <laughs> I hate when people give you a business card and it still has the triple W on it like, Why do you put that on there? I, I know like, how the internet dude, works I know <laughs> <laughs> well, That John. used to be the hashtag of the uh, of, of 2000 <laughs> you know, that, was the, that was the thing um, well, th- thank you so much, John, for coming on, and we'll have to have you come back on as you work on more projects. Because uh, oh we're yeah, all fans. my pleasure. This part of the show is brought to you by Phoenix Shaving, makers of the most excellent aftershaves, shaving soaps, and all things traditional man. 
One of my favorite products of theirs are their aftershaves. Phoenix shaving intentionally blurs the lines between traditional aftershave and classic cologne. Each batch of aftershave cologne is created by using traditional perfuming methods, giving the wearer a high dose of quality skin food matched by the staying power of berry white. Now I tell you this stuff is amazing. It'll it'll make your skin feel great after a shave and the alum and menthol just removes all irritation and razor bumps. Um, they have classic barber scents and even more creative soap and aftershave fragrances. Like my favorite is the tombstone scent. It smells like leather, tobacco, and gunpowder. Pretty unique. So ditch those vials of chemicals you buy at the drugstore every month and grab some artisan soap and aftershaves from Phoenix Shaving. Go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash shave to help support the show and get some fantastic manly grooming products. Phoenix Shaving, shaving outside the box. All right, well, that was a great segment with John Lear. I've been a big fan for a while. Um, so it was, I, I, and that's one thing that's great about doing podcasts is being able to talk to people you've always wanted to talk to. Um, the perks and, of the podcast, you know, as they say. <laughs> perks of the podcast. And uh, we're going to announce our giveaway. We have a giveaway Ooh. this week on our, another one. Another one. Um, How in do col- I enter? In collaboration with <laughs> Phoenix Shaving on our Instagram account. Our Instagram account is Gent Scofflaw, and we are giving away an aftershave cologne, and it is the Cavendish scent, which smells kind of like a, like a sweet uh, vanilla pipe tobacco, which is kind of cool. Mm. So and, very, very, very English in, in some respects. Yeah, very English. Because yeah, I'd, I'd say the ones that we've been trying out are kind of Western-esque. Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm down and, and what was what was the other one that you yeah, that you had? It was like I have like, yeah, I had Tombstone, which we gave away yeah. last week. And John, you've been you've been using the the, the CAD stuff, right? By Phoenix after uh, Phoenix uh, uh, shaving. That's right. I just started using the classic barbershop scent, and I got to tell you, it puts that Walmart stuff I've been using to shame. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's your barometer is the Walmart stuff. Um, well, that's, that's all I have. That's great. Does so it make you, you smell like a cad? <laughs> I am a cad. So uh, good to know. So if you go to our wait, ins- what's a cad? <laughs> uh, it's a terrible man. Let you know. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do. You walked into that one. <laughs> well, if you want to enter the contest, you could go to our Instagram account, and uh, that that's up now, and you have until Wednesday to enter. Um, and uh, we're gonna throw in some of our swag too. Some swag. Swag, yeah. swag, Their stuff is is awesome. I will say that. Personal testimony: I've been shaving with their uh, soaps and their aftershaves for the last week or so, and uh, I can tell a huge difference in the way I smell and the way I feel. I'm it's four great. inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> and we would uh, yeah we'll announce the winners next week on the gentleman's golf Lab podcast and we'd like to thank our uh our patrons on patreon if you want to support the show you can do it for as little as a dollar an episode on yeah. patreon.com slash jen now no pressure we're not we don't force anybody to support um us on patreon but if you really like the show and you know want to keep the content going um it's it, it helps you know it helps with our hosting fees with our equipment with yeah, uh, you know if, our giveaways all that stuff. If 
if you'd like to adopt three uh, three podcasters, three very handsome podcasters as as part of your family, then we'd uh, we'd also consider it. <laughs> and, uh, yes, we we would consider it. Um, and if you just want to support the show without having without doing a, a an episode amount, you could go to our merch page on our site. Just click the shop link, and there's some t-shirts, there's some flasks, there's some pint glasses, there's some little punk rock pins, um, all sorts of cool stuff you can grab. Grab um, stickers. If, stickers if you want to just, you know, just represent, right, and, and show support for the show. Just go to gentlemanscofflaw.com. And we've got some great guests coming up uh, next week. We've got uh, Brett McKay of The Art of Manliness. He's going to talk to us about some of his new projects with his website and his books. And uh, coming up after that, I'm really excited about this. We've got Mike Herrera from uh, MXPX. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and Tumble nice. Down and, uh, and some other bands, but legendary in uh, the music um, community. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. So thank you again, people. And uh, guys, you are both gentlemen and scofflaws, my friends. You too, Jordan. And uh, you are a gentleman. And uh, hey, oh, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, guys. Uh, oh, yep, I guess this is. Hey, what's going for- on over there? Hey, uh, I, well, I got to go here. Uh, got some. Uh, Where you gotta go? Over. You're at my apartment. Uh, oh no, no, I, I didn't mean that. I misspoke. Um, Jordan, you're uh, breaking up here. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk to you. Talk to you guys later. Great podcast. All right. See you All later, right. Morgan. See you All later, right. you, uh, Ron. All right. You have a good weekend. This has been the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at gentlemanscofflaw.com. Captain says, his ass on the river, we ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise and shine, we got work to do. Hey! Shiver!